Atlanta's number one radio stations. Swanky 93.3 and The Heat 94.6. Radio stations has you covered. From our studios to our newsroom at KLP Entertainment. Listen on all major audio platforms like Spotify, iHeartRadio, Audacity, Apple Podcast, Stitcher Podcast, Google Podcast, YouTube and more. Coming after you. Go to plan B. Okay, great. What is that? Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. Ready PG 13. Everybody hates the taking off and putting on your shoes nightmare at the airport. But now, there's an easier way. New hands-free Skechers slip-ins. With new Skechers slip-ins, you just step in and go. Without bending down or looking for a place to sit. Try new machine washable hands-free Skechers slip-ins. These caramel cold brew M&M's are like M&M's with a coffee shop vibe. Maybe too much of a coffee shop vibe. This next one is about the importance of friendship, so I'm going to maintain eye contact while I sing it. Oh, boy. The entire world watched. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. And humanity saw that the sky was not the limit. Achievement. Pass it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. Welcome back to another exciting podcast here today. This is the KLP Aftermath Season 6 with your host KLP Kennedy Lucas. And of course we have our nearest and dearest, my co-host, Simone Teagues is here in the studio. Good morning, Atlanta. It's July 11th. It's Tuesday. It's a brand spanking new week. I know a lot of people are very, very excited for the week. I know a lot of people got a lot of a lot of things popping up this week. You know, a lot of businesses and a lot of things to do within the week. And I say that uh, to our fan base because, you know, it's a long week. You know, it wasn't like last week, Simone, where we only had three days in the office because of 4th of July. And, you know, we back at it. Full week, full five days of work, business, filming, podcasting, radio shows, newsrooms, animation you know institution it's a lot of long weeks school work for me you know uh we're in my next course of grad school so we're we're here we're here it's a long week good morning uh i just want to say thank you to a lot of people out there simone you look a ray of sunshine right now because you probably had a great weekend right we didn't podcast yesterday uh, because Monica, we had to do Monica shows yesterday, and I see you. You are you look like a, a ray of sunshine, Simone. How you doing? Blessed and highly favored, Kennedy, as always. Ladies and gentlemen, it's your girl Simone Tees. Welcome back to our epic show, the KLP Aftermath. We're in our sixth season for sure. Very very excited for our, our season to come apart because it's just one of those things that we get very very excited for. Uh, I get stoked i get excited uh as we're looking at the computer the computer don't reboot it for us 
that's all right. It's all handy dandy technology. You know, it's very, very exciting. But anyway, very, very exciting. It's another great day. Uh, my weekend was pretty good. You know, I, I don't know. I'm, I ain't gonna say I was outside this weekend because this weekend was a chill weekend. I think I might have said it on Friday's episode. Um, this weekend was a chill weekend for me, right? It was a weekend where I didn't have too much going on. Me and Kevin, we were in the house, we were chilling, we were resting, we ate something, we had a nice big breakfast, Sunday, you know, it was uh, it was just one of those days where it was kind of a chill, super, super chill weekend, but I'm here, I'm ready for another exciting podcast, and I'm ready to get started. I am too, Simone, uh, the weekend for me was pretty good, um, like, I agree with you, Simone, I would, I, so I didn't do so much this weekend, I did go work out, I went to the gym, uh went a little bit of shopping for 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 myself and you know bought some stuff for the house um you know some artwork and 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 a clock for the dining room so you know slowly but surely getting getting the house in order most of y'all and i ain't gonna repeat this so much on the show so much because everybody know by now moved to a recent a new house recently so it's just getting new furniture getting new artwork getting some new things for the house itself and sunday I did a whole bunch of gaming on Sunday, believe it or not. And I actually do have a review, and I know I might be late on this review of Mario uh, Strikers Battle League. I know that game came out a couple of months back, but I'm just now getting to it. Um, because obviously there were so much other games coming out. Uh, my review is going to be coming up next on the show here today, this morning. Um, but yeah, I did a lot of... Uh, I did a lot of gaming, so I played that. And Ooh, Simone, I played It Takes Two. For the first time glorious game i really really enjoy it um i'm probably gonna do both reviews real quick on this show right because those are the two new and i know these games are not new but these games are new to me because it was the first time that i've got to play them and i played them over the weekend and it was it's extremely extremely good so we'll do i'll do a review this morning uh for that and look for my timekeeper and tyrus to add that in too because i for a lot of people that don't know we do have a time slot and we do have a timekeeper when it comes to our shows. But sorry, guys, we're going to have to add this one in because I, I I knew I was going to do the review of Mario Strikers. But then I forgot to play it. It takes two. And I, I got to talk about that this morning. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty much what all I did this weekend. I did not too much going on uh, this weekend. But on Sunday night, I did pop into the studio real quick because we had to do Monica Gray in the evening. Guys, go check her out. That's my baby. That's my sweetheart. She does a lot of great work with KOP Entertainment. And yes, by now, you should have known we gave her and got her our own show. It's Monica Gray in the evening, streaming on all major audio platforms today. So please don't miss out for it. We got my baby, Miss Monica Gray, here in today's podcast to give us a story. Something that she's been thinking about and she wrote about, of course, but it has something to do with uh, yourself and well-being. Monica, take it away, honey. You're inebriated. It's late at night. And just like I was telling one of my friends, she's like, you know what? I I didn't know that like this is what people do. Like, you know, like guys are really expecting to get with girls on the first day. And I was like, yeah, you know why? Because some women have never experienced a guy necessarily taking him out to a nice restaurant, right? So there's already that, oh, yay, like he's taking me out. This is so different. Wow, he must really like me, huh? Then you have, oh, he's getting me top shelf alcohol. Wow, so he's different, yeah. Then it's, you're so inebriated. It's, hmm, like we're, 
vibing, right? As they call it, we're vibing. So how about we just go back to like, you know, your place or mine? And then if he goes back to your place, you're thinking, oh, it's my house. It's a controlled environment or it's my apartment. It's a controlled environment. Um, so I'm good. You know what I mean? Like it's in my territory, which more than likely like that would, that does sound like the safer option, right? Or you go back to his place or whatever, which people do this as well. And that's how that happens. That is literally how that happens. I guarantee you, it's very seldom, slim to none, honestly, that you find yourself hearing about situations where you're having like first or one night stands and it's done completely sober. I, I actually have never heard a story about that happening before, to be very honest with you. Doesn't mean it doesn't exist, of course, but again, vast majority, that's not necessarily the case. So that's how that goes, that, that goes about. And I learned this from men, you know, you know, they get you super drunk so that they know that it increases their chance. So yeah, if they have to go get an expensive dinner, okay, to uh, go out with you, why not? If they have to buy the alcohol, that's going to increase the chances of them sleeping with you and making you more wanton so that your inhibitions are lowered yeah they're going to do that i'm not saying this in some sort of you know predatory way from like a sense of taking advantage of you in an unsafe way but it is predatory in nature primarily right because if you you know when someone's inebriated they're going to be you know more open and relaxed and down for more things that they wouldn't necessarily be down for if they were not in that circumstance so that's something to consider when you're going out with a guy. Be careful also of how much it is that you're drinking. Don't ever be so nervous and worked up that you have to basically be drunk in order to carry a conversation with anybody. That's also not healthy, okay? Because you remove alcohol from a lot of situations and what connection do some people really have, okay? Friendships, um, relationships, like what do, what, what do we have? What's the glue here? if we're not always numbing our feelings together. It's giving trauma bonding. These are things that I actually look at and I think about, hmm, and it reveals their intentions a lot quicker because I don't know about you guys, but I also sort of feel like I do get a little annoyed at the like late nights, tort, you know, sort of scene because for me being a very sober person, it kind of makes me feel like, okay, are you even going to remember the fact that you even apparently liked me the next day or is this just the fly by the night sort of thing for you how many times have you guys made connections with guys and literally all all you've done was exchange numbers with them and you've never even heard a peep out of this person like literally you've said nothing they've said nothing and you've never spoken to these people but you met them that night you see what i mean i'm sure it's happened to plenty of people yeah so it's very interesting how that sort of thing goes and it kind of adds to what it is that i was thinking where it's like hmm it makes me kind of rewire how i would go about dating if i were to intentionally start dating again it would be i would just go out a lot earlier too you know hang out with my friends a lot earlier maybe like happy hour sort of thing even though i'm not drinking myself but just like genuinely enjoy myself and not put any pressure on anything is what I would do. Um, I definitely would not be exchanging numbers with anyone at dark 30. 
if I was out at dark 30 with my girlfriends just like having fun, if that happens to be the circumstance, I would not exchange numbers with anybody that I met at that hour because more than likely it's not going to go anywhere and more than likely these guys that are out doing these types of things at this hour are probably not that serious like in, in a place in their lives where they are necessarily good candidates for me personally. Now, I know that sounds super judgy, but the difference is as women is not only are we better at multitasking, even though as we know, multitasking is not effective in terms of completing tasks. However, we are naturally better at it. So considering that fact, we can create space. I've talked about this in previous podcast episodes. We can create space, even if we don't have the space, but men don't do that. You stay in that box and you'll never progress past that. But with women, you can, there is room to progress. We seldom keep a guy in a certain box and then just leave him there. And there's only one explanation for that, which I've said a million ways till Sunday. Men sleep with who they can, women sleep with who they want. That is the number one defining difference. That's why guys will ghost you instead of having a conversation. Hey, this isn't working for me. Instead of just saying that, they view it as, why would I cut off the possibility of circling back and trying to potentially get in her pants? Women are not thinking like that. Let me uh, not like text this guy saying it's not working out because like, <clears throat> I don't want to ruin my chances of like getting with him. Women do not think like that, right? I'm sure we all can agree on that. So yeah, that's, that's the explanation for how that goes. So it's just, it's all about knowing yourself, respecting yourself, honoring your boundaries, letting your life, you know, be reflective of your boundaries. Because you miss a day, it's a mistake. You miss two, it's now a pattern, right? That's what's in Atomic Habits by James Clear. And it's so true. It's so easy to just begin the undoing of all of your self-care practices and, you know, so many different things are taking up emotional real estate in your mind and you know what I mean again go out far enough so that you can't just turn around and walk back immediately that's where you want to be at that's the sweet spot and to just yeah be gentle with yourself prioritize your relationships with your girlfriends and becoming someone that truly is having a good time in the moment and you're gonna exude this happiness in yourself anchor yourself read you know the bible like there are a million different bible plans that i have on my phone that are just in my ipad that are just so amazing there's books that you can read as well and you know spirituality christian type of books you can read um that are super relatable for you to really help to put things into context and it's more palatable for you there's just some there's no excuses to not do these things you have motivation that's on the on youtube for free there's just so many there's a plethora of resources that we have at our fingertips that there's really just no excuse at all these days to be you know living in such a negative mindset there really just is there's no excuse for it trouble doesn't last always there's always a light at the end of the tunnel in any situation I'm sure there are things that if we look back at and we thought it was like the end of the road for us, here we are. One, I'm speaking to you. Two, you're listening to this right now and you're here to have a fresh perspective. So you've gotten over those things. So 
I would, I would absolutely consider these things. And remember, like, you're not missing out on anything. You take time off this summer and you just focus on yourself. I'm not saying you don't have to go out literally ever, but just don't make it your central focus. What would life look like if you were to put in the work now? What would it look like? What would it look like if you were to actually do the things that you say you're gonna do? If you were to actually prioritize the things that you want to prioritize? What would life look like if you were to keep your word? If you were to really prioritize your goals, your business? What would life look like? If you were to do every single thing right now, in five years, what would your life look like? I mean, isn't that a profound question? If you were to do every single thing you're doing right now, what would your life look like in five years? Question of the day. Because if it's, if you're going out and you're doing all these, you know, temporary activities, you're just a fly by the night type of person. You're living for the weekend. You're living for the night. You're always trying to escape, escape, escape. What is your life going to look like in five years if that's how you're living? We all forget that one day you're going to be 40 years old. You're going to be 50 years old and all this energy and vigor that you had, something worse, right? Arguably than being a has-been, right? You know, you, you meet like older people and they're like, you know, back in the day, you know, I used to hang out with this guy and they always want to name drop all these celebrities, but it's like, okay, what does your life look like now? Because your life is not reflective in any capacity of you uh, hanging out and partying with the best of the best in um 2001. It's, tw it's 2023 now, okay? I don't need your stories from the early 2000s and the 1900s. What are you doing now in your life? And people that are like that, the has-beens, it's because they have never grown up. They were holding on to all temporary things, thinking that it was gonna get them somewhere and that the fun was never gonna run out. And it does. You're not gonna have the energy that you have. You're, it's, gonna, it's gonna be energy, but it's gonna be in a different way, as it should depending on what age you are and as you grow in ev and evolve in general as a person, it should change and evolve. So consider these things, like when it, whenever it is that you're going out, don't feel like you're missing out on anything because you're absolutely not. You turn around, those parties are always gonna be there. Those hot spots are always going to be there. And I honestly quickly learned that in just going out, what, three times I went out and I realized this is really enjoyable. I've also realized hmm, it's easy to wanna do it all over again and get caught up in this from you know morning it's dictating your morning like oh what am i gonna do here you know what i mean especially when it's summertime and i've and i know what it also feels like to work on my goals and to realize that hey i missed absolutely nothing you know these people are always going to be here this like it's easy to go find something fun to do but to buckle down and focus that's what you need to do so you don't need to worry about the summertime sadness. You don't need to worry about FOMO. You need to focus on you. You need to focus on going out so far that you can't just, you know, trip and you're back to where you started. No. Focus, focus, focus. I promise you, it'll all be worth it. I posted something on my Instagram too that was reflective of that. Let me see if I can find it where it said, I think I'm going to miss out on hot girl summer this year. I feel like hustling. I'm paraphrasing here, but I felt that so hard. 
because it's it's so true you know um and i also posted a year from now you're going to be so proud that you didn't give up keep going it's all within reach and and again i bring everything back to what it is that i'm anchored in me being anchored in god and jesus really has helped me to evolve as a person because it really taught me the spiritual discipline and allowed me it completely shifted my lens and my and my focus on what it is that i find value in and how i fi find value and why i define as valuable in myself that was the number one change for me and having this perspective and I hear it from you guys too, which is really great feedback. You guys can see it. You guys can tell. And it's just, it's not something that can be um, faked, honestly. Um, maybe you can try it on like a mask, I, I suppose. But it, it, it speaks for itself, you know? It speaks for itself. You can see when people have truly changed and people have truly evolved in their lives. And it's not just another like phase or era or whatever um, that people are, are going through or what have you. It really is reflective. Like you can see it through that person that they are a changed person, that they have evolved in their lives. So let that be you, okay? And I hope that this was encouraging and thought-provoking for you guys. Um, <laughs> I feel so much better too, as usual. And with that being said, you know, do not forget that I love you. And of course, God loves you. And I will speak to you, beautiful angels, in my next episode. Yes, to all her angels out there, Monica Gray in the evening. The show is streaming on major audio platforms on Swinky 93.3 and the Heat 94.6. Monica's always a pleasure. Thank you, baby, for doing your thing on this show. Now I got to do my thing right so coming up next i told you guys at the beginning of this episode that i was going to be reviewing these two uh amazing games right so over the weekend i had the pleasure of playing good games that i really do like uh playing as well now i played this these both games on uh on a sunday right because we were indoors um, this game right now, you can pick it up for $40, um, 30, yeah, $40 from Walmart and Best Buy for sure. Um, so next level games, Nintendo Switch, of course, Mario Strikers Battle League. Uh, it is a 2022 sports video game developed by Next Level Games. It released worldwide June 10th, 2022. So last month, uh, sorry, last year. And yes, I'm late to this game. I am. This was the first time that I was able to um, pick this game up. Right now, when this first, when the game first came out, Simone, everybody didn't like it. Everybody just really wasn't rocking with it, and I was contemplating. I was because I didn't know if this would be something that I would be interested in. Now, obviously, nowadays we with the new Mario games that got announced, like Super Mario Brothers Wonder and Super Mario RPG. Both those games I will be picking up and playing because I am a huge RPG guy and that Super Mario RPG looks amazing. And then the Super Mario Wonder, I probably will buy that, play it, and just really have it for like a party type game. But I finally got to, gotten around to playing Mario Strikers Battle League and this really, this game gave me a bit of nostalgia, right? Because I remember playing the first Mario Strikers game for GameCube way back in the day. It was me and my brother. Me and my little brother, we used to 
you know, we used to go head to head in playing this game and really, really doing it out and duking it out, right? So we played it back in the day and we had fun. We enjoyed it. My brother smoked me in the in, in the GameCube version way back in the day. And then we also got Super Mario uh, or Mario Strikers Charge, right, for the Wii, right? That's the newest thing. You know, you get a little bit more characters, but, you know, you got a little bit more electricity. There's a little bit more game modes in this one. That one was fun as well. Now, this one came out, and a lot of people were very skeptical, right? The reviews didn't go really well. You had a limited amount of characters, and, you know, you, you play soccer, right? That's kind of the basis of this. But I got to say, I enjoyed it. I really did. I think I enjoyed this game the most because I'm the person that plays FIFA, right? If you guys don't know this about me, I love FIFA. I have the latest FIFA game for PlayStation 5, I genuinely enjoy playing FIFA. And with FIFA, you're playing soccer, right? You're playing soccer, you're going against each other, you're scoring. You know, you're that's a sports game that I really, really get intrigued in is, is FIFA. I enjoy it, right? So when you have it to where you have kind of a soccer game, but now with the Mario characters and the weapons and that game is I I genuinely enjoy it now I do like it how they added a little bit more characters I feel like they can add a little bit more characters into this game but we got a good size variety of characters right and I really like it how you're able to pick four of the same characters if you if your soul desire right there's no limitations on the characters and somebody can pick Diddy Kong from one team and somebody else can pick Diddy Kong from a different team with a different color jersey and then now Diddy Kong's going against Diddy Kong right I like that I really have a thing with that I enjoy it um and I mean that's pretty much it right the, you got the different gears um I like to play without the gears right because it just without all the things and the cosmetic things on each character I kind of feel like it kind of gives you that nostalgia of playing Mario Strikers from Nintendo GameCube way back in the day, right? Um, and I just like doing that. I just like playing, playing with the weapons and, you know, a, micro, uh, a Mario Strikers soccer game, right? I enjoy it. It's fast-paced, right? There's a lot of button mashing and some of the things. But it's easy enough for people to pick up and play. Um, do I think that people should go out and pay $60 for this game? Probably not because with Amazon, Walmart, and Best Buy, they have it for $40. So if you're able to go and pick it up for $40, it might be worth the $40. Definitely not worth the $60 price tag being that this game came out last year. Um, but it's really, really good. Another game, and I'm wrapping through these reviews, right? Because these are the review, the games that I played over the weekend, and I just didn't expect to play over the weekend, but I did. The other game, It Takes Two. 10 out of 10 from Steam, 4.7 from Target, and 9 out of 10 from IGN. Now, this game here, I played this with my brother and our good friend Shaheem. Shout out to my brother and Shaheem for sure. It Takes Two is an action-adventure platform video game developed by Hayes Life Studios and published by EA. It was released everywhere November of last year. Another game that I finally had the chance to, to play. Now, this game here, with the use of Unreal Engine 4, this game is so freaking incredible. It's so good. Now, 
you have all of these uh all of these these characters and all of these uh people that's in the game and you really can really enjoy uh you really enjoy it now you're playing against these two characters of course let me get that character list for sure but you're playing against these two awesome characters that are very it's very very interesting now you've got may and cody i like the way the, i like the way may may says uh, uh cody she says Cody, you know because they're all kind of like an english accent now um she's kind of the family breadwinner may now may's the sharp thinking perfectionist she's an engineer and the family breadwinner used to be a talented singer but she quit and buried her love for music forever mary claims she's fine without the music but deep inside she feels as if she's lost a part of herself currently trying to break the spell that transformed her into the wooden doll so may plays the wooden doll cody cody is the caring stay-at-home dad now cody is a caring caring stay-at-home dad with a phony bone and a unique talent for gardening for gardening however cody likes focus after years of struggle with his with his nursery uh garden the business went bankrupt cody looks at himself as a failure and that's kind of the the preconceived notion there you know he's the dad he's the man in the house he's supposed to be the the, the man in the house you're supposed to be the breadwinner but it's rose reverse i kind of see what they were going with this because we're in this we're in today's society where um, a lot of games are catering for, uh, uh, you know, a strong female lead in today's society, right? So they, they got something. I know a lot of people think different. I know a lot of people are uh, completely different with that. But this is how this is how society is, guys. I'm sorry. Um, so they're, you know, husband and wife. They're getting ready to get a divorce. And, you know, the daughter, Rose. Let me tell you, Rose is such a sweetheart in this game. Now, Rose, is she's a character, but she's such a sweetheart because she grew up as a happy and carefree child since her parents started to drift apart and argued a lot. Rose feels that she can't share her worries with them, so she opens her heart to the Book of Love and the two dolls created out of scrap metal um, instead. Those are the toys that she plays with. Those are the things that just kind of gives her the, the comfort zone, if you will. Now, the Book of Love hears her request she cries and now dr uh hakeem the same proclaimed love guru and this guy let me tell you this guy here we were on a level where cody and may as rose walks out of the the shed and she opens the door to, to leave and she closes the door but the door kind of creaks closed and then dr hakeem the book pops in and closes the door like nope you ain't getting out when we saw that cutscene, we were like whoop his ass whoop his whole ass right but like i say i get the premise of this this game now they have to work together and find love together and do things out of love together in order to save their relationships in the in the the hopes of saving their marriage with uh rose let me tell you obviously yes this is a game you're going to need two players to play you can't play this game by yourself you have to have somebody um, to play this game now i really do wish that they made it to where if you don't have somebody you can have like the one care to be a computer player and i thought i mean that would be cool but the whole thing is you got to have two people uh, my brother was like how come you never played this game i said well i never had nobody to really play it at the time so uh, me and my brother played it we enjoyed it um if if uh, out of the two games that we talked about this morning simone it takes two 
that's a game I think people have to buy. It has to be that game. You have to take, you have to try this one. Again, 9 out of 10 out of IGN. This is a game you don't want to sleep on. It's really good. If you have a brother, sister, cousin, friend that both of you love gaming, give this one a try, right? Because this is this is the one, right? Um, and, and it's kind of fares off into like the, the host of fares. He's the game director of uh, A Way Out. And it's kind of that same premise. Um, and I think he directed this one too. But A Way Out is another game that we're probably going to pick up because I think on PlayStation is like six bucks right now. So A Way Out is a good one that you have to have two players and you have to have another person with you play this game and go through the story, go through the cinematics. Um, but like I say, it's amazing. It's really, really good. Um, it takes two. Pick it up. Mario Strikers Battle League. It's good. Not good for the price for that one. I wouldn't pay full full retail for that one. Um, but maybe forty dollars if you. If, it's a good party game, right? It's a very good party game for sure. Um, but that was my weekend uh, playing these two games. Uh, let me know what y'all think about those those two games because it was it was it was a fun weekend. You hear that, Kevin? We got to get those two games for next weekend. Shout out to my very Kevin. He's in the studio as always. Support before he jet out off to work this morning. Love you, baby. So I'm gonna talk about this. Now, everybody's been talking about it, so I guess it's only right that we talk about it. Did y'all see the latest news from the wonderful Miss Kiki Palmer? Now, everybody's been talking about it, and hopefully we're not too late to talk about it here on our show this morning. But Kiki Palmer has been trending, you know, lately on the social medias. Now, Kiki Palmer grown as Kiki Palmer went to the Usher residence uh, the Usher concert in Las Vegas um she goes to the concert and we all saw on, on, on thread and Instagram and Twitter of what she was wearing she's going out to have a good time she said hey Darius Jackson that's a man she said hey Hold on to our newly born baby boy, Leo. I'm going to Vegas. I'm going to have me a good time. I'll be right back. She goes to the residency. She goes to Vegas. She goes to the Usher concert. And we all know what Usher does. When you're at Usher concert and he's singling you out and you know you're a celebrity, he's going to dance on you. Right? He's going to do his thing. He's going to do his thing to to sell the concert, to sell them tickets. Usher going to do his thing. So, it went viral when Key Palmer was dancing and grinding and bumping and whining on Usher, doing doing her thing. Of course, obviously, phones are going to be there. Everything's going to be there. It gets viral. And now Darius Jackson, the boyfriend, because I think the Burps Club kept saying her husband. No, that's the boyfriend. They ain't married. They, I mean, they got a kid together. And you said, Mr. Darius Jackson, but you ain't married to her yet. Right? So, it's very, very interesting for that for sure. Um, he goes on Twitter, Darius Jackson goes on Twitter and said, Hey, you're a mother and you dress like that. And now things start to boil. Honestly, my point of view, I don't think Kiki did anything wrong. She knows what she has at home. I feel that. She did. She did it for 
I mean, she did it for me. Right? You you can't have Kiki Palmer wearing some slacks and and, and some shorts or some some uh, joggers and some slides going to a concert. You're Kiki Palmer. You're an entrepreneur. You wrote a book. You made movies. You made music. You hosted shows. You're up. So you can't you can't you can't wear whatever when you go to a a, a concert. You have to dress to impress because it's that image right so that's why she wore the things she wore she had to propel to an image and she wanted to have a good time and I think Usher was having a good time right I don't see and I know a lot of people will say Kennedy that maybe Darius Jackson feels a little bit insecure right because you got two big celebrities right who is Darius Jackson besides the boyfriend of Kiki, Mar- Kiki Palmer and they got a kid together. Who is Darius Jackson? So people say, oh, he's an actor. Okay, what did he play it? Right? We're not some Rolling Stones with Kelpie Entertainment, you know, and a lot of people don't know our films and movies and directors and producers we got here, but you gotta ask, who is this guy? Right? Um, Everybody knows now because he's been training, right? I just think Kiki Palmer knows what she has at home. I, I don't think that it, now she probably gonna whoop that ass when she get home because now you in you kinda embarrassed her. Right? You embarrassed her embarrassed her on social media and it's up. Now she did tweet it that hey yeah I'm a mom. Uh there's nothing but love between me and my boyfriend, you know. I still love him. That doesn't mean that oh I'm cheating or oh I'm a hoe, because that's what I've been saying on Twitter too. That a lot of people was calling her a hoe. I was like, you're not a hoe for having fun, having a good time. And then she went and played um, cards right after. She's just there in Vegas. She just wanted to have a good time, right? Celebrities often get crucified for having a good time because now we have they have that that notion that they have to be right all the time, right? She just wanted to have a good time. Comment below what y'all take on that. That's that's my take. I, I think she's just there, you know, really to have uh to, to have a great, great time. Now, speaking of having a great time, now Jermaine Dupree and Jake uh, Jake and Drake join forces for docuseries on Atlanta's Magic City Strip Club. Now Jermaine Dupree and Drake are on board as producers for the upcoming Magic City in American fantasy docuseries according to Dateline. JD and Drake's Dream Crew Entertainment are amongst the producers on the dock capturing the mystique of Atlanta's famous strip club that has been long excuse me that has long been a staple of the intersection of hip-hop and culture in the city. That is true. I've been to Magic City a couple times myself. It's 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 pretty good, right? Well this was before I met Kevin. Now this was a quote from Jermaine Dupri. Magic City is the second home for me is one of the one places where celebrities, hustlers, politicians, and locals all come together. Dupree says, I've, and this is a quote, guys, what he's continuing on. I've watched it evolve over the years from a local joint to an internationally recognized spot. Yes, everybody knows Magic City, even if you're not, if you're not here in Atlanta, because we, we are here in Atlanta, so obviously we're going to know what Magic City is. But even if you're not from Atlanta and you don't live in Atlanta and you come to Atlanta, you know to go to Magic City for a good time. Now, it's about time to tell the story the right way. Now, I think they're going to be in their bag with this. 
Um, the three-part series was rap production and is directed by Charles Todd, which is very, very good director. Fans can expect interviews from 2 Chains, Nelly, former NBA, All-Star, Shaquille O'Neal, Quavo, Killer Mike, Big Boy, and more. Kennedy, they got a lot of Atlanta people. I mean, because you got Killer Mike, Big Boy, Quavo, and 2 Chains. Right? And they're all from Atlanta. So they had a dream team right in here. Very, very interesting. Can't wait to see this. I'm going to see it, obviously, because we've got to review it for our show here. But this is really, really good. Atlanta's where it's at. I think this is going to be a great opportunity for them to capitalize on this and to really see the, the story about Magic City. I think I think this is going to be a number one hit. Like, if let's say if they, and I don't know who's their distribution going to be, if, if, it, if it's HBO or Netflix, but I can tell it's going to be trending for one of those um, streaming platforms because everybody, this is a well-known uh, area. So comment below, will you see this Magic City docuseries directed by, produced by JD and Drake? Drake, let us know. We want to hear from you. <laughs> Magic City. Yeah, of course I know about <laughs> Magic City for sure. Uh, coming up next here this morning, Simone, of course, we've got the wonderful James Myers is here in the studio to give us his latest in hip-hop news. He's going to talk about Victor Wapabubop Wapambu. I'm just kidding. I don't know how to pronounce his Wambaya. His, his, his last name is very, very hard for me to, to pronounce. Guys, you can check out James Myers' latest new show from KLP Entertainment. And the radio station Swanky 93 and the Heat 94.6 Sports Talk. Sports Talk with James Myers. Uh, that's a show, another show that we're producing here for our network. It's a great show. Check it out. He's talking about sports and he really goes in. James, take it away. So Victor Wembanyama was the story of the weekend in the NBA. Uh, the next great player, right? The best prospect since LeBron. Some scouts are saying uh, he's the best prospect ever. I know you think you know more on social media, but every scout I know and I've known a lot for a long time say he's as good as any player ever, barring injury because of his unique size and length. Uh, my three takes over the weekend were, he needs to get stronger. Uh, hopefully he will. Not all skinny bigs get stronger. He needs to get stronger. Second thing is San Antonio has a history developing bigs, so he landed in a really good spot and he was a little jittery game one and that saps your energy. Yeah, it's okay to be nervous at 19 years old for your first job interview, your first big meeting, speaking in front of 500 people for the first time, or your first NBA event that's official. He was nervous, he was jittery, and that saps your energy. But by game two, we give you 27 points, 12 rebounds, and three blocks. He is already disruptive on the defensive end. And that's really important. I always say this about running quarterbacks, is they're trying to figure out the league. Their legs can get them wins. As Wemby is trying to refine his offensive game and get stronger, his defense will be disruptive and a force in the NBA. I've been saying this for years about running quarterbacks. I like a little ability to move because it takes you about three years to figure out the league. Folks, he played against men in Europe and crushed. And European basketball is better than our college basketball and it's not particularly close. Those teams would blow our college teams out by 40. And he was dominant. He also played, his European team played against G League teams a few months ago, twice. He scored 37-36 at 19. He's come from a significantly better basketball league 
than our college league and he dominated. And oh by the way, he was jittery in game one. Of course he is. I've seen Greg Norman on a golf course disintegrate. I've seen Kirk Cousins in primetime games as a grown man disintegrate. It's okay for a 19-year-old in the United States coming to this country being a little nervous in game one. But his defense will be disruptive. It was in both games. It's going to be his rookie year. His size is unique. He's smart. He's thoughtful. Uh, you guys love all these dynamic point guards. Scoot Henderson, he can't shoot. He can score one way. He's big, strong, fast. He's Westbrook. Can he shoot? Maybe he becomes one. But you love John Wall. You all love Tebow. And you had film and game and game and game for a guy that couldn't throw. But you had convinced yourself that Tebow is going to be great. Some of you still believe it. Tebow's not an NFL quarterback. I got like 45 games to show you either starting or in reserve, can't make the throws. Wemby has a jittery game one, and some of you are selling a stock. Listen, it's gonna, it's gonna hurt your feelings. Your dynamic point guards that can't shoot, don't win titles. Scoot Henderson, it's not gonna lead you to titles. He's just gonna be really fun to watch. He's gonna make some all-star teams, gonna get rich. I can't wait to watch him. Wemby's gonna lead you to titles, sort of like Giannis and Jokic. Embiid hasn't won titles, but the last five MVPs are all from abroad out of the country, foreign-born. Here's a reality, and some of you don't like it, and why you're rooting against him. European bigs are taking over the league. They come in more mature. They come in more skilled. They play against men. Their culture's actually better in developing players sooner than ours. Steve Kerr's already ripped AAU. Greg Popovich probably doesn't love it either. European basketball develops players against men early. This kid's gonna win titles. By game two in the summer league, dominant. And his defense is already disruptive and that will be the key as he tries to get stronger. He needs to put on 10 pounds. Probably gonna take him a year. I've talked about this. If I had Wemby and the Spurs know what they're doing far, far more than I do. But if I was the Spurs, I'd play him about 58 games, most of the home games. But when they go on two and three game road trips, I'd keep him home. I'd let him sleep, lift weights and eat. I'd do that four or five different quick two-game roadies out of San Antonio. They're playing Houston. They're playing the Mavs. Stay home. Reward your home fans. Put weight on. Sit in the weight room for three hours a day on those trips. Play them 58 games. Who gives a rip about Rookie of the Year? It doesn't mean anything. I was reading over the weekend, like, LeBron James' first summer league camp was in Boston. He didn't win the MVP. I, didn't, I never heard of the guy that did. Who cares? But he's going to be really good. And some of you don't like it. And you fall in love with the shooting guards out there, and I'm not taking shots at him. I would vote, uh, a lot of these point guards that can't shoot, I'd put them in the Hall of Fame. But they don't win titles. Can't trust them in May and June. This kid's gonna be great. Alright, so I saw this one over the weekend. Interesting story. A question was asked, um, do you know Andrew Luck is just about eligible for the Hall of Fame next year? Andrew Luck. You know I love me some Andrew Luck. And I know what you're saying. I mean, Colin, come on. You only played for about six years. Mm -hmm. Brevity of career does not eliminate you. Gail Sayers, four great years, made it. Then he had the injuries. Terrell Davis, four great years. Well, Super Bowls, yeah. Well, Elway had a lot to do with those too. Um, if you're gonna let compilers into all these Hall of Fames, people who were very good and played for a long time, 
that I'm going to fight for great briefly. You, you love, a lot of you love compilers, your favorite local player who led the league in doubles four times and hit by pitches and played 19 years and was never the best player on his team. Andrew Luck did something I don't think Brady or Patrick Mahomes, Favre, Bradshaw, Aikman could do. He took a horrible roster and went 11 and 5, 11 and 5, 11 and 5. In fact, four Pro Bowls in five years, they never had a losing season when he was healthy. Which is remarkable because according to PFF, the Andrew Luck era had the 28th best defense, the 24th best rushing game, and a bottom six offensive line and he got to the AFC Championship. I don't think Mahomes could do that. And I think Mahomes is amazing. But here's my thing. If we're gonna keep fighting for compilers, every time I hear about the Hall of Fame, there's guys and I'm like, they didn't win a game. They weren't worth a point. And not just football. I mean, baseball, you see it all the time. 26 years of this and not. Sandy Koufax had six great years, three phenomenal. Nobody has a problem calling him the best pitcher ever. It's not the Hall of really good for a really long time. It's the Hall of Fame. Fame, famous, fame, being great. That's who's famous. Fame, all-time stuff. Andrew Luck was impulsive when he retired. People said, I mean, he was banged up, but right before the season, and that didn't sit right. But is it his owner arguably as impulsive as any owner in the league? I've seen impulsive GMs that play the game, what we call it, ready, fire, aim, do things without thinking them through. I've seen coaches be impulsive. I've seen owners be impulsive. And at least he had an excuse. He got the hell beat out of him. I would have preferred he didn't retire right before his season. I don't think the Colts have ever really recovered. They've been scrambling since. But basically, if you look at those Colts teams, they're the opposite of today's San Francisco 49ers. They were awful everywhere except quarterback. 11 and 5, 11 and 5, four Pro Bowls, 11 and 5. Five straight years when he was healthy of winning seasons. Yes, when he retired, ticked people off. Yes, it was very short. But you gotta got understand. You gotta understand. Gail Sayers, Trell Davis, Sandy Koufax. I mean, Gale Sayers was a running back. And I know it was more of a running back league. But if you're going to all let compilers in, and I do think in this soft time that, you know, we want to be nicer and we want to, you know, include more people and stuff, which I'm all for, if you're going to do that, because I see it happening all the time in Hall of Fames, well, why can't I fight for great? I don't think Brady goes 11 and 5, 11 and 5, 11 and 5 with one of the worst defenses, O lines, and no run game. I don't think he does. By the way, his coach, Andrew Luck's coach, who got fired, who he had, has never been given a second job. Wow. Thanks. Thanks, James. Shout out to James Myers again, guys. Sports Talk with James Myers available on Swinky 93.3 and the Heat 94.6 radio station. Now, we introduced a new segment last week, and of course, I've got to talk about it. We've got one more thing for this morning. Episodic great podcast with great cast of course now Stephen a smith speaks out about espn's layoffs and this was quotations i could be next now i'm just going to analyze this real quick this morning for our fan base as well i'm not going to talk 
bad about the ESPN because I have done some work for ESPN and I hopefully that I get to continue to do some work for ESPN so <laughs> not gonna go down that rabbit hole because I love ESPN I get a lot of ESPN um, notifications about latest sports and topics and whatnot and being in front of a ESPN camera and, and, and a microphone you can tell I'm lining something up for an announcement coming later so it's coming later I can't really get into it right now but something's coming later um, from ESPN KLP Entertainment but anyway I think this was a part of, I mean, a lot of companies are doing a lot of layoffs, right? Companies are. Uh, ESPN is the latest uh, extension from Disney. So Disney has also introduced, a couple weeks back, they introduced a new plan to start cutting some things, right? As things are getting expensive, inflation is up, everybody who is everybody, being Stephen A. Smith, he probably get paid... He, probably most definitely get paid millions upon buku millions to be a analyst journalist and a broadcaster um but yeah disney's making some cuts right a lot of these big broadcasters and analysts they get paid a lot of money to analyze these things and you know they say hey you're too expensive for us right you're too expensive now espn stephen a smith is wondering if he Two might be soon out of a job. And this is coming from CNN Business News. I think this is a little bit. I guess they're saying they're writing it just for their story. But come on, you're Stephen A. Smith. You're gonna find a job, right? I don't know. I don't buy that whole. He might be out of a job. No, no, because you've got all these different sports networks other than ESPN that wish they had Stephen A. Smith, right? I have no doubts that Stephen A. Smith is going to find another contract and another thing. I know ESPN is his baby, though, right? First take. That's his show. That's his baby. Now, Smith, he's the host of the network's uh, shows, shows debate, the first take. I saw several of his high-profile colleagues, along with Jalen Ross, uh, excuse me, Jalen Rose, Jeff Van Gundy, and Keyshawn Johnson laid off this week. Uh, he says this, and this is a quote from Stephen A. Smith. This ain't the end. More is coming. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, I could be next. Uh, Smith says on his uh, show Monday, acknowledging the difficult time in the media industry. Yes, it's difficult. Trust me. We may not be as huge as ESPN. But I'd be lying if I say KOP Entertainment, we go through some things. Right, it's a difficult time for everybody in this media industry. Whether you are a podcaster, broadcaster, film guy, film director, producer, composer, music producer, whatever, it's difficult right now. Makes the 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 strike and all the other things, and things are expensive. Right, I agree. It's it's hard right now. Now his layoff colleagues deserve, and this was quote, deserve a better, excuse me, deserve better than the times that we're living in. Smith says ESPN's cuts are only the latest layoffs across several media companies, including The Athletic and The National Geographic and CNN. CNN has made some cuts. Obviously, we know about Don Lemon and, and uh, Tucker Carlson, right? Even though they say they've been fired and let go, that's part of their cut. Now, ESPN owner Disney had announced back in February that it will be a layoff of 7,000 people across his business. Smith noted, so ESPN employees were aware that cuts were likely coming, but a personal familiar a personal familiar with the staff reduction of the sports networks told CNN that ESPN lay excuse me, ESPN's layoffs were unconnected with Disney's larger layout plans. 
layoff plans. I, I, I think that's a lie. I really do, right? Companies, companies, right now, companies are finding ways to cut costs. Because things right now are too expensive. Because we're living, <laughs> again, it's not just inflation and groceries and gas going up. It's businesses, hey, I gotta cut you. Sorry. Now, it's interesting. Of course, operating grew 56%. Uh, to $12 billion back in 2022 for Disney. But hey, companies, and I say this, some companies that you put your all into, some companies don't give a rat's ass if you put your all into a company. That's why I say to a lot of people, if you work for a smaller company that just, it's not hidden and you just don't get the sort of respect that you deserve and you work really hard, don't give 120 150% to that certain company because they'll be quick to cut you and hire somebody cheaper. Right? I have friends that got let go from different type of retail type jobs where they cut you because they don't want to pay you what you deserve. They're going to find some young buck to fool and say, "Hey, he's dumb, so we can pay him cheap," right? That's what I say to a lot of people, don't give your all into a company that doesn't care. Luckily for us here at KOP Entertainment, I make sure I take care of my people as much as I can. Take care of them because those are you guys here in the studio. You, you're my ride or die. Um, but like I say, Stephen A. Smith, I don't think he's going to be out of a job if he gets cut. I think he there's again, there's plenty of other sports network will pick him up or hey, he might even start his own show. Right. Because he can. He has the money. He can start his own show if he wanted to and monetize by himself and get money that way by himself but i get it being represented from a brand a neck recognizable brand espn i understand um but it is true layoffs are coming for these media companies they they're cutting left and right they're cutting it is a sad reality that we live in that companies are cutting people and some companies are hiring people too just depends on where you look so shout out to Stephen a smith um, I'm sure he'll figure it out, but he's just riding the waves right now until we we get the news report that he's been let go, right? God forbid, but I'm sure he's going to be on CNN and all these big sports networks. I'm sure a lot of sports networks are going to pick him up. You know, you never know. So that's going to wrap it up here this morning. KLP Aftermath Season 6 with your host, KLP Kennedy Lucas, Simone, Monica, James. It's always a pleasure to have you all a part of the show. You guys of what makes our show and rest assured that you guys are not getting cut i promise so that's going to wrap it up here on the podcast please stay tuned for more podcasts to come this week and if you're listening to us on our any audio platform or where you get your podcast from appreciate it thank you share it so you guys don't miss the next episode and if you're watching on youtube don't forget to hit that bell notification letting you guys know we upload next and subscribe to the channel so that's going to wrap it up here. Good morning, Atlanta. KLP Aftermath Season 6 with your host, KLP Kennedy Lucas. As I always like to say, stay safe, stay swinky. Peace.